0: Respected listeners, we thank Allah wa ta'ala for giving us this opportunity to sit with the Quran uh, for our weekly tafsir and uh, to interact with the Quran for some time. And before we uh, sit and listen we should always renew our intentions that we are doing so to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're doing so uh, we sit in front of the Quran as uh, beginner students of knowledge who have genuine and desire to benefit from the Quran and we sit in front of the Quran as people who are thirsty coming to a water well uh, a water hole to drink water Uh, the water hole is not in need of the thirsty Animals or the thirsty people but rather the thirsty people are in need of that so when we sit in front of the Quran we sit with this immense humility humbleness and need and iftiqar towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up his uloom that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up uh, the connection that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up the secrets and the uh, even the basics of the Quran upon all of us and uh, then that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the tawfiq to practice on the beautiful teachings of the Quran when we have shown Allah azza wa jal our genuine iftiqar and our genuine need for the teachings of the Quran and as well as we always say at the beginning that when we're listening let us listen with the intention of practice let's listen with the intention of propagation and inshallah uh, also let us listen with, with this in our heart that Ya Allah whatever I need to hear whatever lessons I need to hear in my life whatever I am lacking wherever I am lacking allow the speaker to say those things and allow uh, that message to come to me So that uh, my uh, uh, needs are fulfilled My thirst is quenched If we all can make that intention now And turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With that uh, iftikar Then you will see our sitting here And listening for a little bit Inshallah, will be of be ta'ala Much, much benefit Last week we, um, we completed uh, the 10 ayats of Surah Muzammil And uh, we talked about Having trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, one of the beautiful, um, you know, so far as we've been covering Surah Muzammil from the beginning over the past um, three lectures, uh, three classes, we, uh, we can see that Surah Muzammil, one of the earliest Surahs to be revealed. It guides us and guides the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through a journey of traveling on the spiritual path and towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and um, what we call like it Suluk. When a person is tries to uh, become a salik, and a person who tries to tread the path of a spiritual uh, um, rectification and try to tries to tread the path of uh, building his relationship with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, there are many, many stages that a person goes through. So, um, the five stages are covered in the surah, starting off with solitude at night to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and then the second one, la uh, The next one was Qur'an, um, Preoccupation with the Qur'an So solitude at night um, is very important uh, And then number two, preoccupation with the Qur'an Then number three was with مَرَبِّكُ Continuous remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Without that we cannot gain any personal close relationship with Allah And then number four, which we spoke about last week was Severance of relationship with everything other than Allah Or Tabattul. Tabattul. When a person disconnects himself from everything besides Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and then lastly, the fifth thing is putting total trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Last week, I mentioned how we are actively living, uh, living in a era of or uh, in in some at, uh, in a few weeks or uh, of tabattul, which most of us probably would have never ourselves ever um, int- intentionally done this. But Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has kind of uh, Given us this um, gift without us even asking, it is a moment of tabatul. Uh, it is weeks of tabatul or days of Tabattul. And uh, yesterday I was speaking to one of my teachers, and he mentioned that uh, um, uh, that usually when you tell people to re- recite Quran, uh, they say I don't have time. Business takes too much time. You tell the people, can you? Why don't you learn some Tajweed? Ramadan is around the corner, right? We Ramadan is around the corner. Sha- uh, <coughs> uh, the Sha'ban has begun. Uh, so you ask people to read Quran learn how to recite Quran and people will always give excuses of business work this that and you ask people to uh, you know make sure at least you spend some time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the musalla make a little bit longer dua once a day and try to pray your salah with jama'ah or pray your salah on time again always business is what the excuses is is given so my teacher was saying that this is a gift for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given us this time and if in this time also we find ourselves not connected with the Quran, we find ourselves not connected with Salah, then literally this is a this is a huge sign, unfortunately, of that person being wretched. This is a huge sign of a person being wretched because this is a time when anyone and everyone turns to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, in building the relationship. So we have to use this as a gift. Uh, you know, within this past, well, it has been almost ten days now. Uh, alhamdulillah you know, if people, uh, the, I've heard stories of people within just within the one week having completed the entire half of Riyadus Salihin uh, with their whole with their whole families reading from you know from the, from the great collection of Hadith. Others have begun to uh, memorize large part every single day, sitting and memorizing a page or two pages. Elders who had never gotten a chance like this before. Um, others have begun to read books of Seerah and, and Mashallah, going through tens of pages a day. So this is the time for us uh, to really uh, rejuvenate our souls. MashaAllah, with just one month left for the month of Ramadan uh this this is really a gift of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala this tabatul that which we probably would never have done ourselves has been forced upon ourselves uh, and and and this is um going on to the fifth uh, uh, aspect of or the fifth step in connecting with Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is putting reliance on Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and we talked about reliance and I want to reiterate what we said last week um, that reliance is not mean. It does not mean that a person does not use the means uh, that are there Instead you do your tadbir, you do your planning But your trust is not in your tadbir Your trust is in, your, in the taqdeer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And we have the story of Yusuf and Yaqub a.s. Beautiful story to reflect on Where Yaqub, Yusuf, Yaqub he told his sons لا تدخلوا من باب وادخلوا من do not enter from one door, enter from various doors when you enter upon the king of Egypt because I do not want you to uh, to suffer any evil eye or to suffer from jealousy of the people when I, when they see 10 young, strong, handsome men walking through one door, the sons of one man. I don't want to, you to suffer, so I want you to enter from different doors. And then he told them that was his tadbir, that was his planning. Like we're sitting in isolation at home, we are keeping social distance and this and that. These are all our tadbirs, this is all our planning. But what happens after that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what Yaqub Yaqubala said. مِّن مِّن I will not be able to save you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's planning in the least. I will not uh, I, I will not be able to save you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's planning in the least. ankum Allahi min shay. Um, the command is in the hands of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, I put my reliance upon him uh, and all of those who want to have iman all of those who want to have reliance need to put their reliance upon Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. this is in Surah Yusuf and then Allah says when the brothers enter the palace just like the father had asked them to do so from not from one door but multiple doors, many doors Allah says Allah repeats what Ya'qub's fears were Allah repeats what Ya'qub's fears were And what he had told his sons And he said Nothing was going to save them from what Allah had decreed Then, then the question arises Why did Ya'qub make them do this? Why did Ya'qub tell the his sons to you know to go through from different doors? Allah answers that Except Except for, uh, um, except for a need in a in a, in Salaam's heart that he wanted to fulfill, he had this need in his heart that um, I want to know. You know, I, I, he had his need in his heart that I want to try to save my sons from suffering further, I, and I want to save myself from suffering further. I've already lost Yusuf, and it's. This is painful enough i don 't want to lose any more sons, so it was fi he had a he had a desire in his heart and he fulfilled it and that's why he told him to enter from different doors right uh, he knew what, he had knowledge of what we had given him but majority of people majority of people are unaware of uh, what Allah knows so this is i mean I, this is uh, I think a really uh, amazing ayah to reflect on from the situation that we're going through subhanallah right um, this is ayah 60 um, you know i'm reading from ayah uh, 67 68 69 of surah yusuf and where uh, where this whole discussion is taking place between, fa- between father and sons and he says those of you who want to have reliance upon, Allah, uh, and upon anyone you need to have reliance upon him i've given you the tadbir i've given you the planning and then Allah Azzawajal says that most people don't know what they're doing they, tr- they only try to do their tadbir and um, and then after that what taqdeer triumphs okay so uh, we have to uh, really my dear listeners and this is uh, advice for myself first and foremost and all of us this is not the time to be afraid this is not the time to be filled filled with fear this is not the time to uh, to, uh, to be um, afraid of anything besides the day you and I have to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a believer we have to we have hope we have hope in any, in all situations and uh, uh, what is what is the um, uh, what, what what will what will happen what's what's uh, what's the worst thing that can happen a person will lose his uh, finances a person will lose uh, uh, some uh, some uh, some in, in investments a person will lose his job a person and then may lose his health or a person may lose his family members or a person may lose his life right? these are the possible things that can happen and in reality all of these things are preparing us to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we remain patient then our rewards will be increased our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase even hajar great famous scholar of the of the, uh, of the past uh, he mentions he said that min fawa'idil wabai wa tawain that the ben- from one of the be- some of the benefits that a person gets who is going through a plague is number 1 taqsirul amal number 2 tahsinul amal Number three, min al ghafla. Number four, tazawud lil rihla So the translation of that is taqseer amal. You start, your long drawn out plans start becoming more realistic. You stop planning for the next 60 years. Instead you start planning for today. That I want to end today on a better note than I ended last night. I want to wake up tomorrow morning in a better way than I woke up this morning. So your, your, your long drawn out plans, which Allah does not like, because they create ghafla. Uh, heedlessness with the person they become short number two we start doing things better we start praying we start praying better we start reciting Quran better we start talking to people better because we know this might, we may not have many more salah left we may not have many more uh, uh, opportunities to amal left when a person sees Alhamdulillah we're not in that situation right now but when when people start seeing bodies piling up around them and literally people dying right around them in you know in hundreds or in the thousands ibn hajar uh, uh, who has seen and who's written about many of these uh, you know large uh, large scale plagues that have uh, that had affected the muslim community he's saying what happens when a person is going through that stage he is his his long drawn up plans become short al amal his uh, good deeds become his deeds become better number 3 yaqawlatu al ghafla he wakes up from his sleep of heedlessness Wakes up from his sleep of heedlessness, and number four, what He starts preparing for the journey ahead, which is the journey of the akhirah, right? He starts preparing for the journey of the akhirah. So this is uh, what we realize: the balance between tadbeer and taqdeer That we do all our planning, but we do not have our trust in our plans. Like Ya'qub al did not have trust in his plans. He had trust in Allah. He said, "Whatever Allah wills, shall happen." Right? So this is what uh, we have been taught uh, that do you what you need to do but keep your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abu Dharr Ghifari radiyallahu Anhu narrates that the prophet sallallahu alaihi when explaining what zuhud was you know when a person renounces the world he said zuhud does not mean you turn lawful things into unlawful Allah has made certain things halal to eat They you say, no, this is haram for me i'm not going to eat this i can't eat this anymore or you squander the wealth that Allah has given you and waste it away this is not zuhud he said zuhud is and renunciation of the world means to have more faith in the things that are in Allah's hands than what are in your hands subhanallah that's what zuhud is that you have more trust in what's in allah's hands than you have trust in what's in your hands and that's what's tawakkul that's what zuhud that you do what you've got to do but you know what you're doing is not going to get you anywhere it's what only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided is going to get you uh, through uh, through anything not just through this difficulty through all difficulties and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions uh, to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that these people these people uh, who uh, of Mecca remember this is for one of the initial surahs that have been revealed they're not listening to you okay they're not listening to you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam leave to
1: me
0: the beliers leave them to me right leave to me the beliers wadharni wal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Leave to me the beliers, النعمتي, those of prosperous ease. النعمتي, those of prosperous ease. Bear with them a short while. Bear with them a short while. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet that, you know, uh, leave me to deal with them. You'd, uh, you've done your job. And um, I, I, you know, I, I, it's not that I'm unaware of what they're doing. I'm, I'm watchful of exactly what they're doing. And I'm seeing how they're treating you. I'm seeing how they're treating your message. Do not think that my inaction, apparent inaction. Do not think that my apparent inaction is a sign that I'm pleased with them or that I am unaware or that I'm incapable of punishing them. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Those who belay you leave them to me. I'll take care of them at, at my chosen time and place in a manner that I, that I um, wish and then he describes these and he says uli n'ama this is not ni'ma this is na'ma okay ni'ma is a blessing na'ma is prosperity and luxury luxury ni'ma doesn't always necessarily mean luxury it means a blessing na'ma means luxury prosperity so these people because of their prosper prosperity and because of their wealth uh, they think that they don't need God. They think they don't need Allah Azza wa They have. They trust their wealth will save them. They trust their power will save them. They trust their their armies will save them, and this emboldens them in their relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So the beliers, yani, many times you see that the humility that poverty brings. If a a person may not be a may not be a uh, best Muslim, but he still may he still humbles himself in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala because of not having means and wealth. Is this double-edged sword? Double-edged sword. That very, very, uh, yani, very often uh, we see that this wealth, when it's not given to a person who has ilm and faqaha and understanding and whose heart is cleansed, then this wealth unfortunately becomes actually the means of this person becoming arrogant in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You've heard me st- state before that there have been statistics, uh, recent studies that have shown that those parts of the world that have a greater uh, material prosperity and greater education you see a, um, a rise in atheism in those parts of the world, which is pretty much the entire world right now. Besides only one portion and one section of the world, which is Sub-Saharan Africa, where wealth is not increasing and education uh, uh, in terms of like the schooling and whatnot is not increasing. Hence they, they see that there is no uh, rise in uh, atheism in that, in that part of the world. Besides that everywhere else, atheism is on the rise. And they're linking this, actually the studies are showing, with uh, with uh, with uh, wealth, with um, education, with um, a, you know a, high, a higher standard of living. So these the the non-Muslims are saying this too as well. I mean the studies are showing that uh, when people have abundance of wealth, it makes them feel that they they don't need Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we, we live uh, Subhanallah in such a ajib era right now. If you listen to even a, a comedy comedy stand-up comedy, uh, you know one is besides the besides the fuhsh and besides the lewdness that's very f- commonly found in in any average comedy, unfortunately nowadays, which is very hard to listen in clean comedy, but then you see the outright um, uh, e- e bigotry and uh, blasphemy and uh, b- d- denial—not just denial, but mockery of God, Allahu Akbar—and uh, w- in front of a in front of a huge crowd with a huge round of applause, with millions of views, and people are uh, uh, mocking and attacking Allah Azza wa Jalla. and Allah Azza wa Jalla is not doing anything apparently he's not he's not immediately sending down a bolt of lightning because this is the way this dunya works Allah subhanahu wa Taala does not punish people immediately so just like he did not punish the kuffar of makkah immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying With me, let me leave me leave me I'll take care of them so you this is applies to us today as well that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying anyone who who's in because of his luxury because of his wealth he really thinks that this is gonna save him he's gonna get him out of mess tomorrow let me take care of him let me take care of him at my appointed time and ya rasulullah you back off from them you know i will take care of them because i uh, uh, yani i talked about this last week as well uh, um, that if if if if we attack the you know the dog example of the dog uh, being held by the um, the owner and so if you can engage the dog yourself or you let the dog owner engage the dog so this is or maybe it was the Jummah khutbah had spoken about this so this is what we're speaking about, that the mukadhibin are, are the makhluk of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. When a person gives his da'wah properly. And then he turns to Allah and says, Ya Allah, I've done my job. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Now I'm asking you for your help. Allah then takes care of them. And he says, uh, you know, let them go for some time. And Nabi alayhi salam, uh, you know, hence, he stepped back. And it was just a matter of time. Uh, just a matter of time that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala brought down the Battle of Badr, in which all of these disbelievers who were um, uh, uh, يعني, uh, hurting the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam, their time came. Aisha said, illa yasira, وقعت, وقعت وقعت Badr It wasn't but a short period of time until the Battle of Badr took place. Others have said, "Mahilum means, just wait till this dunya ends. And that's definitely true for today. There's no, Badr is gone now but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has his time for punishing people um, and just because corona virus has taken over the front pages of all the uh, news uh, news websites and the front pages of all the newspapers that doesn't mean zulm is not taking place upon the Muslims or others it is but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, is um, is is waiting and most uh, some scholars have said well this is what we're what we're going through right now is a way of of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment well it most definitely depends how our reaction is uh, if we are getting closer to Allah then this is a blessing of Allah and if this is pu- pushing us further away from Allah and making us angry at Allah's decisions and Allah's orders then this is a punishment and so today in front of the whole yani the whole world is is is dumbstruck awestruck all they're coming all this procedure all these methods that we're doing of social distancing and the whole economy shut down Is just trying to slow down this invisible makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it The treatment as we know is is not there yet So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could possibly have made this one of the uh, points of of uh, a Punishment for them, but for us, what is it? you know uh, many people have been sharing uh, videos of of, of of non-scholars and maybe even scholars, possibly, but non-scholars are saying that you know uh, Hajj is going to stop now and the is going to appear and this and that. And um, I want to say that, we, Yani, is the Jals era around or near? Most definitely. Are we going closer to the, the the Jals time? Yes, we are. Are we going closer to Mahdi's time? Yes, we are. And are we getting closer to the hour? Of course we are, right? We're getting closer to our death. We're getting closer to everything of the signs of the hour. But can we say which, uh, sh- with absolute uh, certainty that, uh, that, um, that the Dajjal is going to come within this year a million times or Imam Mahdi is going to come within this year, etc. No, we can't. All the dreams have been cited and people are speaking about it, this and that, we cannot say with certainty. One thing I want to remind myself and all of you and something which one, uh, my teacher mentioned as well, a uh, reminder for all of us, that the Jal will come, uh, yani before Dajjal, Azad Mahdi will come. And this is something that people are always looking forward to They say we want the Mahdi to come and We want the help of Allah Subhanahu to come And now possibly, which is, yes, there is a possibility The Hajj, hajj uh, may not take place this year uh, openly It's a possibility um, Anything can happen But uh, if this is not the first time This is not the first time this has happened So, you know, we, I, I mentioned about this in Jummah as well We have to, we can't be fatalistic uh, uh, You know, uh, apocalyptic type of people Say, Khalas, it's over, the world is over remember what y2k happened right we can't do stuff like that that's not how a believer thinks we have to be aware we have to be alert we have to study the signs of the hour we have to speak about the most definitely because the fitna of the is here he's not here alhamdulillah. but the fitna of Dajjal is here but this does not mean we see if Hajj is not taking place the world is over finished. no this should make us cry and we should make us tear up and we should look at the scenes of the empty Mecca and Medina and uh, and, and, and feel the pain I asked my teacher, I said, I haven't spoken to you for so long. Are you okay? He said, yes, my tabiat was down. I wasn't feeling well. But then when I heard that Mataf is empty, he said, I got
2: severely ill
0: because of the, this, the stress of that, that what's happening in the dunya, that the Mataf is empty. The Mataf is empty. Masjid al you is know, empty, etc. So that's what's supposed to happen to us. It's not supposed to make us uh, uh, uh, watch random videos uh, late at night and then forward it to a hundred people that the world is ending. This is really not the, this is not the way a Muslim should be acting. This is not the way a believer should be acting in this time and age. We need to stop fo- mass forwarding brothers and sisters. Every single time you forward, I mean, whether you watch the video or not, uh, you, you, you may have wasted 10 minutes of your time or benefited 10 minutes of your time, but you're taken away from another 100 people, you know? That's what one u- alim you told me, I think it was Imam Zayd. yeah, Imam Zayd was mentioning. He said, I, have, I tell people, I said, I said D- don't get me into your addiction. If you're addicted to watching WhatsApp videos, then don't please don't make me part of your addiction. So don't forward me things, right? V- videos, audios, pictures, this that. Subhanallah. The ulama have said uh, that the one who l- sits and laughs during the time of taun, he is like the bahaim. He is like an animal. When there's a taun going on, when there's a play going on, and he who sits and indulges in laughter and and in things that are just you know for fun, he's not a human. He has he has a, he he's not acting human. So right now. What we need to be doing is turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The amount of time we sit on our WhatsApp and forward stuff, this, this is the time we should be spending reciting Quran, doing dhikr, and learning about Kitabul Fitan. Yes, read the hadith. Uh, and the books are written uh, uh, by ulama on the topic of, uh, of trials and tribulations before the end of times most definitely most definitely I highly encourage this is advice I've been giving for myself and others when I travel I also say this too that at least once a month we should listen to an entire lecture on the coming of the hour and the coming of the Jad, just to refresh her to put everything into perspective Put everything in perspective once a month an hour dedicated to listening to one of the ulama's talks on on the day, or or half hour or one hour whatever on the topic of the coming of the hour preparation for death and the dajjal and fitness of dajjal so i was saying that although that is stuff we have to prepare and we have to uh speak about and this and that we should not think this is the end of it because before dajjal is mahdi and we should and for mahdi to come what what what what, what will precede that what will precede that is unbelievable amount of ضغط and pressure upon the Muslims. The Muslims will be in dire situation. They will be oppressed beyond what you can imagine in every direction of the world. In everywhere you go, they will be oppressed. Their du'as apparently will not be fulfilled because of the abundance of sin. And the ulama and the sulaha and the muttaqeen will be crying, crying, crying, you know, for loads of cries, loads of tears, begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for his help. And only after a long time Because of the abundance of sin Because of the few people who are crying And duas are not being accepted Eventually, eventually After so much oppression that the Muslims will suffer Then Allah will send Mahdi Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah A million times un- Unbelievable, you know Innumerable amount of times of shukr to Allah That we're living in peace in this country Especially the Muslims, Alhamdulillah Peace and contentment, mashallah. The Muslims we know are not dying out of you know, not having food. While there are maybe, definitely non-Muslims in this country who are suffering a uh, huge financial crisis, but the Muslims are listening to me right now. There's no one who has whose fridge is empty, probably, and who's listening to my talk right now. There's no one who is uh, who is in dire need of water, clean water to drink, or med- doesn't have, doesn't have medication. But there are most definitely non-Muslims in this country who are living in that situation. Most definitely, they are. Most definitely, they are. So Allah has given us immigrant Muslim community at least uh, such prosperity and, and, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, never, not take this away from us. May he not test us by taking this away from us because we are too weak to be tested. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again and again for this prosperity that we enjoy. So those of us who think that Mahdi's around the corner, I want you to remember that this is something that's gonna predate that, is that there will be a lot of difficulty. So Alhamdulillah, we're seeing now duas are being accepted, madaris are being established, ulama are doing great work, uh, the, the brothers are doing great work, you know, lots of great things are happening. So there's there's hope. right? that's what it is. There's hope. Uh, and and, uh, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do He'll do at his appointed time Next ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Indeed awaiting them with us are shackles And a blazing fire Okay, So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is then mentioning what awaits the Disbelievers They were used to a life of luxury Guess what we have waiting for them Allah says we have ankal We have shackles Right? These shackles will be extremely heavy And they will be uh, put on their uh, fetters chains will be put on their on their on their feet, on their hands, like it's mentioned in other places. And it is not that the fear is that they're gonna run away from Jahannam. No, that's not the reason the ulama say. Of course, that that Allah says ankar. Instead, the reason this is there is this is for disgrace. This is to make them feel humiliated because adabul muheen. The Quran says adabul muheen. It's just not adabul alim. It's muheen. Muheen means that adab which is full of disgrace which will be emotionally destroy them. And those people who are filled with arrogance, those people who had the audacity to disbelieve in Allah, to make fun of Allah, to make a mockery of Allah, Allah Azza wa will, will completely annihilate them and annihilate any type of arrogance that they ever thought they had. Arrogance is something which Allah hates. As you know, he says, <speaking> in <Hebrew> Allah hates those who are arrogant, those who are boastful. And the hadith mentions that even if a person has an iota of arrogance and pride and kibr in his heart, the, the, he, will, he or she will not be able to enter paradise until they get themselves cleaned. So ankal, these shackles are there to put them into disgrace, to make them feel helpless and hopeless because they really are helpless and hopeless. And then this internal emotional torture is not it. Wajahima, and then there's going to be a blazing fire that will be taking care of the uh, par, uh, uh, external aspects of their body external aspects of uh, their existence. So internally and externally both, they will be punished. They were they were leading a life of luxury that has been snatched away from them and now it's been thrown into shackles and blazing fire. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that these luxurious people, they were, they were used to eating great food. Well, the first he says, before I snatch away the food and before I replace it with difficult food, I'm gonna give you physical and emotional tortures. So that's done. Now the next ayah, this ayah is speaking about what type of food there f- is being replaced with. Well, ta'aman, and I'll give you food the ghussa that chokes. ghussa is, is that food that a person literally, you know, chokes on. He's not able to swallow the morsel, nor is he able to able to spit it out. Like uh, the Quran speaks about uh, darir, the, f- the fruit and the food of hell fire. Dari'. In another place, Allah SWT says, zak'um, the tree of zak'um and dari'a. He speaks about dari'a in Surah Ghashia. He says, that this does not give you any nutrition. La yusmin, doesn't make you, gain any weight doesn't make you fat doesn't give you gain you give you any nutrition and it will not even remove the pangs of hunger so a person will be eating endlessly this food right of and and زقوم, but it will not help him in the least and uh, it is it because the the pain of hunger it won't go away no matter how much a person eats and and, the, and he keeps on eating and eating and all it does is it makes him thirsty so, when it makes him thirsty, he will beg for water. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yusqa, yusqa, ma'in salid that they will be given water, they will be given to drink from the pus, ma'in salid the pus that is flowing from his own body and the pus that is flowing from the fellow Jahannamis mixed together. Pus, blood, and then hamim, another place the Quran speaks about, sadeed and hamim. Hamim means extremely scalding water, right, of Jahannam that will be all mixed together and Allah Azza wa Jalla says yatajarrahu wa la'ikadu wa yati al-mawt min kulli makan wa ma huwa bimayt wa Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentions the description of this water and the torment that this person will be going through Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentions this in Surah Ibrahim and he says that this person who is asking for water he will be in for a surprise, he thinks, he thought he was thirsty and he was going through a lot of difficulty. But when he, when he asks for water, Allah will give it to him and he will realize what he has brought upon himself. Allah says, جهنم, Moreover, this is Ayah 16 of Surah Ibrahim, he says, Beyond this hellfire awaits Jahannam uh, uh, uh, uh, uh, where he will be given drink from a, uh, a, a purluent fluid, يتجرعه, which he sips out of dire need. He doesn't want to drink it, but he will sip it out of dire need. يسيغه, though he can barely swallow it, but he's going to keep on sipping it because he's gotten so thirsty. Because not only of the heat, but because he's eaten the zakum and that zakum is stuck in his throat. So that's what's all It's a food that he ate and that cho- that he's choking on. And when you choke on something, you want water. It's making him thirsty. It's obviously very hot. So he's thirsty on top of that. And then he's choking on this food. So when he, wants, when he grabs this water, which is this uh, purluent fluid mixed with the pus, the blood and the scalding water of Jahannam, he begins to drink it. He was barely able to swallow it. Allah subhanahu wa taala says in one word, sums up this whole scene of Jahannam. He says, وَيَعْتِهِ kulli makan and though death will whelm him from every side, meaning death will come to him from every direction. If there was even one millionth of a chance that he survives this, there is no chance today. He should be dead a million deaths. But will he die? هُوَ بميت. Yet he will not die because death itself has died. Allah has removed and destroyed death. And there's no such thing as death anymore. My friends, as we hear about the crisis and the corona, think about this. This is not fairy tales. This is haqq. This is the true. As someone says, the chance of dying from corona might be, I don't know what the statistics showing, 0.001 or whatever the case may be. But the the chance of dying by the will of Allah at the appointed time of death is 100%. I have to go, you have to go. Whether here today or tomorrow Somehow or another we have to go And the straightforward thing is If a person leads a life of disobedience Earning is not halal Uh, Spending is not halal Salah we're neglecting Uh, We're not guarding our gaze We're not guarding our ears We're not guarding our mind We're not guarding our tongue We're not guarding our akhlaq Then unfortunately And we're not guarding our aqaid and our iman then this is what the Quran says not one place not two places all over we keep on saying let's heed to the statements of the doctors and he, the medical community and the governments who is going to heed to the call of Allah am I gonna heed when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again and again again and again is saying listen this is this is not a this is a, Allah says who speaks more truth than I who speaks more truthful than I do Allah has made it very clear he says Moreover beyond this still lies Even a more stern torment for him This water and this food Is just just the beginning May Allah protect us all May Allah protect our families May Allah protect our children May Allah protect our elders And those who passed away From ever having to face Jahannam Even for a moment After speaking about the food Then Allah says Most painful torment is yet to come He's not even mentioning All the different forms And the ways that a person Will be tormented on the, in, in hellfire. And how long? In this dunya, it lasts for how long? Till death comes to you. That's why the Sahara who accepted Islam, the, the, the, the, the magicians who accepted Islam at the time of Musa what did they tell? Uh, what did they tell uh, Fir'aun? They said, anta Do as you like. Do as you like. You want to you want to uh, crucify us? Go ahead. What did he tell them? Law min, uh, min Law min I'm going to cut your hands and your feet from the opposite directions. Right foot cut, left foot cut. Or left or left a hand cut, right foot cut. And then I'm going to hang you from the trees. And you will definitely know. Firaun says this. Firaun, Fir'aun says to these magicians who just accepted Islam, he says, you're going to soon find out. Who has the power to give you a more painful and a more everlasting Torment That's what he, he speaks in such harsh words To those who accepted Islam right now Allahu Akbar And um, these, these amazing New Muslims who just accepted Islam A few minutes ago They look at him right in his eye And they said Sorry We are not going to give you preference Over what Musa has brought us. We believe in Musa, we're not going to believe in you. And guess what? Do as you like. do as you like. Basically, tell Fir'aun, do as you like. All you can do is you can punish us Punish us as long as we are alive, and hayat dunya. You have only control over our bodies apparently until you, until you see us alive. And as soon as our soul leaves our body, that's it. And what about Allah? Allah subhanahu wa taala. He's gonna punish you and reward us forever. He's got full control of the akhirah. So that's what we are being reminded. That if there's anyone to be afraid of, it is Allah subhanahu wa taala, and the one who's afraid of Allah and the afraid of facing this day, uh, he will not be afraid of anything else, my dear listeners. And my, uh, uh, one thing that we need, that will bring the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala is tears. We all have to work on our tears. We all have to work on any khawf subhanallah. Again, I narrate to you what one of my ustad was telling me last night. That you know the, the, the disobedience of Allah that you see taking place today by us ourselves I start with myself the fact that we disobey Allah is because we have no shame of Allah Allah we have no shame we have no bashfulness we have no haya from Allah Subhanahu. like a person out of respect and awe and shame of his mother or father or his teacher or his elder he he you know he stops you know he's, he's joking around he's messing around his dad walks in his mom walks in his elder grandmother walks in grandfather walks in ustad walks in he changes his ways when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us 24/7 why do i find myself disobeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's because the shame the shame and the haya from allah is gone and when the shame and the and and haya is gone then we sin and when we sin of course allah's punishment is going to come So if we really need to go back down to the basics, read about Jahannam, read about death, read about Jannah, read about the power and the Qudr of Allah, read about, you know, the spectacles of death, listen to you know, the lectures on what happens in in the Qabr and what happens after the Qabr, literally, listen to lectures about death, listen to, this is literally the time where we need to start spending time with this. You know, read books like Spectacle of Death and what happens after death, in English, in Arabic, in Urdu, amazing books. This is what we need to be focusing on. Wallahi if we were to read that, nothing of the news will intimidate us. Nothing of the news will scare us. We will be scared. The reality what you and I have to be scared of is standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we had the opportunity to make tawbah right now As we speak tonight in, you know, Right now I can say Allah please forgive me For, for the salahs I've missed Please forgive me for the riba I've taken or I've or given Forgive me for the zakah I've not paid Forgive me for the insults I've, uh, you know, I've, shared, I've said to other people Forgive me for the backbiting Forgive me for the lying Forgive me for any type of lewdness that I was involved in You know this is the time for us to repent And shed tears in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so studying and reading about death will inshaAllah soften our heart and make us be afraid only of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, When is this all day of, when is this gonna happen? When are you gonna see Yani this punishment coming? Right? Yoma, it's gonna happen on that day. الالب, when the earth and the mountains shudder, right? The earth and the mountains will shudder. Jibalu, Mahila, and the mountains become like a running sand. Right? So mount the the entire earth and the entire ocean uh, the mountains they in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will quake and they will they will out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will begin to tremble imagine that that the whole earth and the mountains are trembling out of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these mountains would serve as pegs for this earth These huge mountain ranges Allah says and mahila, they'll become like slipping heap of sand you know when you have sand and you stand on like a sand that's packed Then you can stand on it And you can like You know You can climb on it Or you can stand on it But imagine sand That's unpacked That begins to If you stand on it It just slips away Like you take a sandbox A children's sandbox And you gather it together and you put sand together you, tr- you you try to stand on it right? make a put sand a foot of worth of sand or a six inches worth of sand and you stand on it you put your hand on it what happens your hand goes into it sinks into it your foot sinks into it and the sand just starts you know uh, running to the sides it's slipping to the sides well these massive massive mountains will become small teeny tiny pieces they will not be able to stand for themselves they will not have um, the ability to uh, to be able to, to to to stand in front of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala literally that's what's going to happen they will uh, they will go into small teeny piece, t- tiny pieces and that's when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you'll see my punishment coming allah azza wa then tells us why did this all this happen oh oh the people of Mecca, and oh the people of latter times Inna arsalna ilaykum, O humankind! Indeed, I have sent you a messenger. Shahidan alaykum is a witness over you. He is gonna bear witness on the day when I will ask all the prophets, "What did you do?" And the witness will say, the prophets will stand up and they will say, "That Ya Allah, we delivered our message. The message you gave us to uh, to, to to to the nations you sent us to." Right? Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, uh idha jitna min kulli ummatin bika this is in surah an-nisa the prophet ali sattu sallam he began to cry right when uh when uh uh uh, uh, uh, uh you know uh, he heard this ayah being recited and actually i forgot uh, regarding hasan basri rahimahullah it's mentioned the previous ayah that we just heard, we just read wa darni you know uh, uh, uh, uh, uh, that uh, and the, the ayah of, uh, of choking on the food in um, It's mentioned regarding Hassan Basir that when he heard this, he was fasting when someone brought food for him for iftar. He just remembered this ayah. I'm speaking about it. May Allah allow me to take effect from what I'm saying. And may Allah allow you all to take effect from what is being shared. May Allah subhanahu wa grant us yaqeen on what we're we hearing, what we are saying. Hassan he Basir, he hadn't eaten all day. It's time for iftar. As he's about to break his fast, all of a sudden, he remembered this ayah that we just covered about the food that is going to make a person choke on the day of judgment. As soon as he said that, he, could, he stopped. He could not eat. He could not break his fast. He couldn't put anything in his mouth. Same day, next day he fasted, the time of iftar came. It just so happened again that the same ayah just popped in his mind. And he's saying he started out of fear, out of fear of that day he could not put a morsel of food in his mouth this happened the third day and that is when his sons went to the scholars of the time Thabit Bunani Rahimahumullah Yahya Rahimahumullah and others and they said this is what is happening to our father please help so they all went to him and they you know they encouraged him and say you have to eat you have to eat that, that the, the fear of that ayah is in his place but you know you have to eat in order to continue to make in your ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what happens that these people they had such yaqeen on these ayats that's why they took effect, so Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is crying when he hears this ayah being recited. Which one? How? What type of day is it going to be? That we are going to call out a witness from every umma and we will call you up as a witness هؤلاء, against all of those people shahidan as a witness we will call you up on the witness stand and you will have to bear testimony not only against your nation but the other nations and what happened uh, against their prophets so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ya muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam or rather oh humanity we have sent muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam as a messenger to witness or as a witness over you and how just as we sent a messenger to fir'aun Right. Rasulah obviously referring to Musa salam. Everyone knows it was Musa That's why it's not been mentioned Or uh, to, uh, to mention how that Musa salam, was very distinct uh, Separate from Fir'aun Even though he was raised in his palace But completely different from a different nation Different beliefs, different everything uh, So that's why possibly it's been mentioned Rasulah like that uh, uh, In a Nakira form um, And uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says What happened? Let's study the story of Musa and Fir'aun Right, I was speaking about Fir'aun and what happened with him and the magicians who accepted Islam. Well, the, here, This is why I wanted to talk about it because here Allah SWT uses this as, a, as an example, it's a case study. But Fir'aun disobeyed the messenger. What happened to Fir'aun? We seized him with an overwhelming grip. SubhanAllah, the ulama say that... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending a message to the mushrikeen of Makkah and of course today's sanadid, today's leaders, today's uh, oppressors, today's uh, re- rebels that no matter how rebellious you may be, you can't be as rebellious as Fir'aun. You cannot have the power, the overwhelming power in one man's hand that Fir'aun had controlling the lives and enslaving the lives of hundreds of thousands and killing thousands uh, uh, in in, in, in, try, in trying to protect his kingdom from coming to uh, you know, coming to destruction at the hands of a um, Bani Israelite, who uh, who he, he had been told uh, via the dream that will your your kingdom will come to an end. So that man who'd caused so much chaos, so much havoc, and uh, and and lived such a, a life where he literally claimed Allah," like the Jalul claimed that I am your supreme Lord. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is telling the, the leaders of today, the akufar of today, the mukaffin of today. And, and, and of course of that time That Firaun was strong You're strong Fine But you're not as strong as him What happened He disobeyed the messenger of the time Ayy Musa And you, if you disobey your prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we seized him with an overwhelming grip. And he was not a. We, we, you know, he, he kept on begging for his mercy, just like a animal that is being slaughtered is begging for its mercy at that time. Uh, like a chicken screaming. He screamed. And he said, he's, he, is, he is drowning. And he's saying, I believe, I'm a believer, that there's none worthy of worship but Allah. There's none worthy of worship except for the one that Banu Israel believe in. And I am from amongst the Muslims. He said it three times. But it's too late. Allah subhanahu says, Al an now? Uh, you were uh, while you were an oppressor and you were caused chaos, are you really trying to become a believer today? It's too late. So Allah subhanahu basically saying, Who are you in front of Firaun? You're nobody. If I destroyed Firaun like that, then what do you think about yourself? So uh, this is what we are being uh, told here that you know don't make a foolish decision. You know people sometimes say, you know, we all hear our elders by don't don't drive, don't drive high speeds above the speed limit. You know, for a few seconds of enjoyment or trying to come a few seconds early to your appointment or on time to your appointment, what do you do? You ending up you end up injuring, endangering your life. You end up putting your uh, putting yourself in danger of getting your license suspended, going behind bars, um, or uh, or endangering someone else's life. And they say, you know, uh, that a person makes a mistake for a couple seconds and he has to suffer the consequences for his entire life. And it's true. Sometimes you, you know uh, you do, we do mistakes like that sometimes. That a person has to suffer the entire You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, what about with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it to disobey Allah? for a few seconds of enjoyment? Is it really worth it to, to sell or to buy haram just for a couple extra dollars or a couple hundred thousand extra dollars? Is it really worth it to suffer all of this that we've been hearing about? Uh, and, and worse and much more than that? Is it really worth it to look at haram than to suffer this horrible punishment? Is it really uh, worth it to to backbite and to, to to gossip and to lie and to cheat and to break someone's heart and to physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally abuse someone? Uh, and, and is it really in that enjoyable? That we can, you know, uh, willing to pay the price? SubhanAllah. We don't like to do those type of things in the dunya. Why would we be willing to do these type of things in the akhirah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, Allah says, How then shall you shield yourselves? How will you be able to shield yourself? If you disbelieve, in a day which shall turn, Children gray, meaning how shall you protect yourself f- from the punishment of Allah if you are going to continue to disbelieve that you have to stand in front of Allah? Allahu Akbar. This one ayah, Yomayyijallul Sheba, is just amazing. I one small verse like we, you know, one one verse of this Quran is like it it it it gives you a hundred volumes worth of description. He says, Allah says, that's a day when which shall turn children gray yani when you, when you, they, when a person gets stressed out of fear what happens the hair starts changing color and you turn, your hair turns gray or turns white because of fear or rather stress Oh, prolonged periods 8 years of stress 10 years of stress and the person is, they say start aging allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that one day is so stressful is so intimidating is so scary that that one day will take not a not a 50 year old man not a 60-year-old man whose aging process gets, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, increased. Aging process becomes quicker. No, Allah says, "Wildan, right? Walad, walad, a child, a child within a day will not just become an adult. Will not just become an adolescent or an adult. He says he will become an old man. His hair will become gray. His hair will become white. He'll become sheba, like an old man, within one day. So this means." The, the, the terror of that day The stress of that day Will be so much This is a figure of speech Some ulema say This is a figure of speech To give you and It's a really powerful figure of speech To explain How intimidating and scary And stressful this day will be That within a day A child would become If, if you were to allow him to grow And if you allow him to see You know you have this um uh, These cameras that record What? The, the process of something That over uh, uh, I'm forgetting the word Over the period of, of, of Five years Four years Two years Alright? Uh, so this is what you can. If you look at this person, how he is, how how over time he's growing. So with you can, it's like times hundred at speed. So within one day, his his he will become an old man. And other ulama say that this means not. It's just not only a figure of speech. It's real. It's real because the day will be so long. The day will be so long that fifty thousand year long. Fifty thousand years long, right? In and al fasana. Allah says fifty thousand years long. Of course at 50,000 years long much much will happen including uh, a, a, a child's hair turning gray from it the heaven itself shall render apart that day the entire heaven itself will split uh-huh, because of the horror and the terror of that day ever is his promise fulfilled this is not something Allah is saying may happen may not happen this is something most definitely will happen. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, Kana Most definitely, this shall happen. There's now, there is no <clears throat> doubt about it. And uh, uh, uh, and throughout the Quran, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala keeps on saying, "In You know, this is a promise upon us. And that is why you have heard before from ulama that whenever the day of judgment is spoken about, and the verb the verbs are used, the verbs of past tense are used, past tense, not future tense. That the sky has already split, right? It is samaun fatarat. These are all past tense. There's, this, the, there's the, sky, the sun and the moon rolling up, the skies, uh, you know, slitting, the oceans going on fire, etc, etc. Why is the past tense being used? Because the coming of the hour and all that has been described in the Quran is something so definite, so definite that cannot be belied. It's as though that it has already taken place. In لِي تَذْكِرَةِ Allah says, indeed, these verses so far that have been brought from the beginning till now, تَفْكِرَةً, uh, verses of ad- admonition. Right? This is uh, verses that are revealed as a reminder uh, for all of you. sabila, So whoever so wills may take to his Lord uh, a way of salvation. Whoever wants, he may turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make, uh, improve his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the last ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the last ayah, which is a little bit long, but uh, you know, not much to, I mean, I'm going to just go over the translation and basic uh, details of it. Allah Azza wa Jalla. in this last ayah, this last ayah was revealed possibly a year later, a year, 10 to 12 months later from the rest of the surah. So the previous ayat, and especially the initial ayahs made tahajjud fard upon Rasulullah sallallahu and upon the ummah. And also laid out how much we have to do it a third, half or two thirds of the night and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know made it, the initial the initial days made it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it very clear that they have to uh, do lots and lots of, of mujahada because the work is ahead is a lot so this is a uh, this is a um, uh, you know, uh, lesson for all of us anyone of us who is trying to embark on something great and grand and wants to uh, start his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then at the beginning really there is a lot of work that needs to be done So. Uh, uh, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Made tahajjud fard And obligatory upon the Ummah And upon Rasulullah sallallahu Then these ayats were revealed In which that was abrogated And Mi'raj we just mentioned on Sunday night You know 27th Rajab Possibly on the, the night of Mi'raj When the f- f- five salah became obligatory Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abrogated the obligation of tahajjud Although it remained uh, And still remains extremely uh, uh, uh, rewarding And recommended So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, mentions here, indeed, your Lord knows, O Prophet, that you rise, and that you rise for the prayer. Adana, nearly two thirds of the night. Okay? Nearly two thirds of the night ثلثة يليل. ثلثة يليل means two thirds. One is faw, and sometimes half of it. وثلثة, and sometimes a third of it, like He had already ordered us to do so. The Sahaba and maak And so do a group of those who are with you. This is referring to the Sahaba. That there's a group of Sahaba are continuously remaining steadfast in their tahajjud and they're going through a lot of difficulty by day they are working in dawah in the fields of dawah inviting non-muslims and engaging the non-muslims and at night they're spending a vast majority of the night in tahajjud for it is allah who has determined the night and the day allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows uh, the hours of the day the hours of the night and he knows that it is uh, not really easy for um the, the sahaba and for yourself to go through this the difficulty that you that you're going through he knows that you are badly in need of sleep and rest and um, you're going through difficulty because you have to work by day you have to earn the sahaba need to earn money but they don't have time or they're too tired and in the night they need to rest so that they can take care of the duties in the day but they, they don't have time because they are doing ibadah so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's determined the night and the day and this is what his initial prescription was like now he knows very well that you all of you who believe will not be able to endure this you will not be able to endure this the one meaning of this is enduring another meaning of this is that you're not able to uh, enumerate or count it meaning the sahaba they don't even know whether there's been one third of the night half of the night or or two thirds of the night because they're so involved and indulged in their ibadah they've lost track of time and they end up doing more than they have to many times okay so tiring themselves so Allah knows that you cannot endure it Allah knows you're not able to count it properly so Allah has then absolved you of this obligation Taba is to turn to Allah has turned his attention towards you Allah sab- like Tawbah what it, why is it called toba? because we turn away from our sins and we turn towards Allah so Taba Tawbah means to just turn so we, when we do Tawbah تابع تابع whoever turns away from his sin and turns towards Allah Allah turns towards him so He has turned towards you and he has absolved you of this obligation. So now what should you do? So now read of the Quran so much as may be easy for you. As much as you can handle. Read it. But read. Definitely still stand up in tahajjud. St- definitely still stand up and read uh, before you go to bed. Uh, you know, Or in the morning. Uh, Nabi A.S. Uh, uh, or Abu Huraira has mentioned that uh, that whoever recites 100 ayah in any night he will not be written from amongst the heedless ones and whoever recites 200 ayats from the book of Allah He's written from, his name is written from amongst the obedient worshipers of Allah so spending an hour a night my dear friends Ramadan is around the corner I remind you if you do not know how to recite Quran fluently please sign up online with so many classes Quran teachers from India, from Pakistan, from Saudi, from, from, uh, from Africa, from America, from wherever you are comfortable with, sign up with the teacher half hour one hour, please this is the best time, best best best time for you to start learning uh, in your loved ones to start learning, your sons and daughters, your siblings your mom and dad, please ask them you, between now and Ramadan, if we focus an hour a day, alhamdulillah we can do our qaida properly, we can do our nazara, we can start our nazara, we can start memorizing at least a few uh, uh, surahs of the Quran so let us not uh, you know waste and squander this time and i i literally was thinking about this this last night that subhanallah this is such a blessing um, you know and that we need to i need to benefit more and more because i'm going to look back we're all going to look back at this and, and i'm i'm going to ask myself what did I get out of this? What did I have gained? And if I have memorized one Jews, if I have worked on my Nazarah, my Tajweed, my qaidah, if I've worked on uh, memorizing some short hadith, if I've worked on reading a book of Seerah, I will feel Alhamdulillah so happy that mashallah I gained something. But at the end of it, if I, all I have seen is at the end of this month is that MashaAllah I have got 100 gigabytes or 200 gigabytes of data that I've used or 500 gigabytes of data that I've used and that's about it. And that's that's really, I mean, it's going to feel so hollow and empty and we're going to hate ourselves for that. Why did we waste this time that we'll probably never get an opportunity like this? So Allah SWT says, فَقْرَ أُمَا تَيَسْمُ الْقُرْآنِ Even though you're not standing up the entire night, do read a portion of the Qur'an, whatever is easy for you. He knows well that there are those that shall be amongst you who are ill. وَأَخَرُونَ يَظْرِبُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ And others who are treading through the land in search of Allah's bounty. Right? He's talking about rizq. Um, there are people who are in doing business and they're traveling, doing business. All of us who are work go travel back and forth to work, and those who are sick. And others were fighting in the path of Allah Subhanahu Taala. Amazing! Allah Subhanahu Taala brings jihad fi or qital fi sabilillah or fighting in the path of Allah, and with business trips and working uh, halal earning. Allah brings it together, and He says, and then those who are sick. That all of you, we realize that you cannot possibly stand up the entire night in ibadah. Masha So you are working you're working a job and you you can still stand up for a little bit all right وَآخَرُونَ يُقَاتِرُونَ فِي سَبِيلٌ sabilillahi and allah repeats the same command again what should you all do those who have jobs those who are working those who are tired those who are sick faqru mataisramin so read a portion of the quran which is easy for you as much as you can as much as you can in your tahajjud salah as much as you can in your fard salah recite quran if we if we only know qul huwallahu many of us may only know last five surahs let's let's be honest with ourselves we might know only know last 10 surahs. What better opportunity than now to say I'm going to memorize at least half of the half thirtieth or half of the thirtieth, right? Allah says now establish the five daily salah, establish them properly with khushu' with khudur, right? With adhan and iqama in our homes. and you shall give your zakah. Although ulama say that in Medina the details of of zakat were were. Um, Made obligatory, but the basics of zakat may have come down in Mecca and the details in Medina. And others have said no, only this portion was revealed in Medina. Allahu A'lam, but we can take it to the meaning that the basic obligation was revealed in Mecca and the details of it came in Medina. And then zakah is what you have to give. Yes, some of you are wondering, can I give my zakat of Ramadan now? Because the ummah needs it. There are countless. India right now is in a lockdown. 1.3 billion out of which 300 million Muslims are in a lockdown. What about those people who live on 100 rupees a day? Whose livelihood is now completely you know, closed for them. Right? What about in Pakistan? What about in, in, in parts of the Middle East? And, and, and, and here too, maybe people who are working hand to mouth. Nine, eight, nine dollars a day. They were eight, nine dollars an hour. they're going to soon run out of their resources and their savings so zakat very important we can give our zakat now it's not about giving in Ramadan you'll get more of fawab when you give when there's a need when there's a need so look for people around you, especially relatives and loved ones around you who may need the zakat and give it to them, brothers and sisters. Make sure we take care of their needs. Allah, it made me very happy. One of the Muslim organizations, local, he told me that alhamdulillah, every, you know, de- they're delivering hundreds and thousands of bottles of water and food pallets and, and Clorox and this and that to the city council uh, and, and from the mayor uh, to the, what you call the... Um, I'm speaking about the Harvey brothers. They're delivering it to the um, uh, down, uh, downtown mayor's office there. And then from there, distribution is being done. MashaAllah. Right? So this is this is the time. I mean, of course, that's, the zakat money can be used for that. Sadaqah money can be used. But this is the time for us to really sp- uh, spend from the res- r- resource that Allah has given us. Number one, zakat, which is obligatory. And then, is that all? Well, that's not sufficient. Allah says, وَأَقْرِضُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا and thereby lend Allah a most goodly loan so yani besides zakat there is still a right of Allah and the rights of the people in our in our wealth which is sadaqah nafila so giving sadaqah is one of the best forms of removing best ways of removing Allah's anger removing taun removing a plague and to bring an end to this crisis through through sadaqah Notice Allah says give a loan Why? Because when you give a loan to someone You're not giving it away You're giving with the intention That He's going to give it back to you Allah is saying When you give to me Remember I'm not asking you to keep it I'm asking you only So that I can invest it for you And give it back to you Give it back to you On a day when you'll need it more than ever Which is in the akhirah." A good loan Meaning it's with Halal money It's with Ikhlas And we're not uh, boasting our favors Upon the one who's receiving it for whatever good you advance for your souls, you shall find its reward with Allah in the hereafter. Remember, Allah says, you're giving khairat and sadaqah is not to the poor person, it's for your own self. Do not uh, think that you are doing a favor to the receiving individual. Instead, He is helping you gain the rewards of sadaqah. He is helping you extinguish the fire the anger of Allah He's helping you remove the plague He's helping you gain huge rewards in the qabr in the Akhirah. so that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us whatever you've given you're doing it for yourself don't think you're doing a favor to anyone else Khairan, it is shall be far better in reward with Allah and much greater in reward it's better and it's greater in reward what, Compared to the investments you have I know Shaytan will come to us now and say Oh, you know, your investments are less This and that This is the time to cut down Sadaqah No, my friends This is the time to increase our Sadaqah That Allah who brought the markets crashing Did you any of you think That your wealth will lose millions Or hundreds of thousands or thousands And your retirement plans And your 401 ks will lose what it lost today? You never knew that Allah knew that before the existence of the heavens and the earth and it happened with Allah's permission and it will rise up again with Allah's permission do not allow the market crisis to stop you from giving Sadaqah do not allow what's happening in the world to stop you from giving Sadaqah this is the tr- test of Iman that if you believe that Allah is the controller of what you, what's happening then this should not affect your ability and your desire and your yaqeen and giving after giving after praying salah zakah tahajjud everything seek forgiveness from Allah, because we can never do justice, we can never do justice to fulfilling the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, well, who knows what ikhlas we have, what ikhlas we don't have, who knows what level of, of obedience and adherence to the sunnah we have or not. In Allah <laughs> غَفُورٌ Rahim, Indeed Allah is forgiving, all forgiving and mercy giving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive, you have an opportunity right now to seek forgiveness and He is willing to forgive, He is willing to have mercy upon you. Here we have completed Alhamdulillah with the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the the father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the short uh, discussion over uh, Surah Muzammil. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow you and I to recite this beautiful surah um, and listen to it, recite it, memorize it, practice on its teachings of tawakkul, teachings of tahajjud, teachings of tabattul, teachings of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly allow us to take solace in the surah during the the times that we are uh, living in. Let us end with the dhir inshallah. bismillah
2: Rahman Rahim. Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, Laila ha illalla, İlahi İlahi İlahi La ilaha illallah إله إلا إله إلا Illallah, لا إله إلا إله إلا إله إلا إله إلا إله إلا إله إلا Illalla, إله إلا إله إله إله Illallah, Laila ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah Layla ha, Illallah, Layla ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah Layla ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah Layla ha Illallah Layla ha Illallah, Layla ha Illallah. La ilaha illallah... الله لا illallah
3: إلا الله illallah rasulullah محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه
4: Allahu الله الله الله Allahu الله الله الله Allahu الله الله الله Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Allahu <laughs> Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, الله الله الله الله الله الله الله الله الله Allah الله Allah لا ilaha illallah الله محمد sallallahu
3: الله wasallam الله sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi was sallam sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad الله محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه وسلم صلّى الله على محمد صلّى الله عليه عليه وسلم muhammad الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى الله على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الله على محمد الله عليه وسلم
1: استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله Astaghfirullah. stout fiddle la, a stout fiddle la, stout fiddle la, a استغفر الله الذي لا
2: إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وأتوب إليه
0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله ومنت سلامك السلام, السلام. وتبارك اذا الجلال والاكرام الله ولك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم احي يا قيوم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين اللهم نصر العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره اللهم نصر دوام العافية اللهم نصر الشكر على العافيه اللهم يا حي يا قيوم اغفر لحيينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم احيت منا فاحيا على الاسلام ومن توفيتوا منا فتوفوا عليما اللهم شفنا وشى مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحمة وثنا المسلمين اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إن إن نعوذ بك إن نعوذ بك من شر من كل شر أن أن أنت أنت تعلم به اللهم إن نعوذ بك من شر ما عملنا ومن شر ما لم نعمل اللهم إن نعوذ من شر ما علمنا ومن شر ما لم نعلم اللهم يا حي يا قيوم إن نعوذ بك من البرص والجذامي والجنون ونسيء الأصقام نعود بكلمات الله تامات من شر ما خلق نعوذ بكلمات الله تامات من شر ما خلق نعوذ بكلمات ما في من شر ما خلق اللهم يا حي قيوم يجعل القرآن العظيم ربيع قلوبنا وجلاء الله accept these gatherings accept these majalis, accept, oh allah, all of those who are listening wherever they may be oh allah we ask you to regard them all to be part of the gathering allow them all Ya Allah, to practice on whatever has been shared and said oh allah, the, the, speaker, the, the, the, the speaker is most, most in need الله allow the speaker and the all to practice on what has been shared Oh Allah, if anything beneficial was shared It was indeed from you O oh Allah, if mistakes were made It was for our own nafs and shaitan We seek forgiveness in you from that, Ya Allah Oh Allah, we ask you, ya Allah To grant us the ability to have istiqama In studying the Qur'an In reading the Qur'an In practicing the Qur'an propagating the Qur'an Grant all of us a special, special mahabbah And love for the Qur'an Allow us to spend endless, countless hours Reciting the Qur'an Enjoying its recitation Enjoying listening to it being recited Oh Allah, allow us to spend countless hours Reading its meanings Pondering over its meanings Propagating its meanings Practicing its meanings and teachings, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, we ask You, Ya Allah, to ma- remove the crisis that we're suffering and the Ummah is suffering. Allow this crisis to make it a, a barak, a, to make it a blessing in disguise for the Ummah. Allow it to become a blessing in disguise for the Ummah. Allow it to become a blessing in disguise for the Ummah. Allow it to strengthen the Muslim Ummah. Allow it to strengthen the Muslim Ummah. O oh Allah, grant grant Your Nusra and help to all the front those who are those physicians, doctors, and and, and all of those who are in the front line, Ya Allah, combating this and the researchers and the scientists. O oh Allah, we ask You to inspire them with the treatment, inspire them with the cure. O oh Allah, show them the right path. And allow them to to, to Ya yeah Allah come to see the path and to see the guidance through the Quran and through the teachings of Islam. Allow them Ya yeah Allah to become humble in front of You. Allow allow this crisis to grant him, make it a means of making all of us humble in front of You. Allow it to become a means of countless non-Muslims accepting Islam. Allow it to become a means of countless Muslims coming closer to Ya yeah Allah. Oh Allah, reward all the. Listeners and their families The students And the staff members The, the teachers of Darussalam Oh Allah The scholars there's Their students here, The family members The donors The patrons The well-wishers The musallis And all of those Who are supporting uh, The institution During these difficult times Oh Allah Allow them to see Barakah in their family Barakah in their sustenance Barakah in their risk Barakah in any and all aspects Of their lives ya Allah. Oh Allah We ask you Those who are suffering Financial crisis Those who are suffering An emotional Physical uh, uh, crisis Oh Allah We ask you to assist them Help them uh, Get through these difficulties ya Allah. Oh Allah Whatever permissible desires and needs we all have fulfill all those permissible desires and needs Subhanahu rabbika rabbil rabbil alamin amin i presume all of you are aware that we are doing daily program at 8pm if there is anyone who is unaware then again that starts at 8pm usually the tafsirs were as it is when throughout the normal times forty five an hour long so today it took a little bit longer because we are at home and our schedules have changed but usually the the other durus lasts for about half an hour to 30 minutes, so please do join in and and uh, tune in at 8 p.m. And if you have not shared this with your family members and friends, please I request you to do so. Ask them all to, inshallah, subscribe to the channel so that they can also benefit. Subhanallah alhamdulillah. Subhanallahumma bihamdikinashadu wallahi la ilaha illa Nassafirukum an tuwileik. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.